Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, October the 10th. And welcome to our commentary, as we like to do once a week. We'll be chatting with our friend George Rodriguez from South Texas. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, Texas, the politics of Texas, and everything else that goes with it. Some very interesting issues. We have a legislative session that the governor has called. For those of you who don't live in Texas, uh, the way we do it down here is that we have a regular session, and then if not enough business was done, the governor can call a special session, and that's uh, what he's done, and he's going to be proposing school choice, and there are some issues related to the border as well that will be discussed. Uh, so let me say hello to our friend uh, George Rodriguez. Uh, how are you, George? Very good. Thank you. I understand that uh, you're going to be speaking at a Hispanic uh, event coming up, or did that there's just a, happen? Uh, there's a panel this evening, oh. and uh, the Texas um, Latino Conservatives oh, good. Uh, is uh, is organizing it, and I'll, I'll be part of that. And then next week, I will be speaking in New Braunfels. Okay. And uh, so, um, yeah. It's gonna keep One of my here. favorite names. In Texas, New Brunswick. I just love that name. It sounds so German, right? <laughs> it is. A very German community. Yeah, very German community there. All right. Well, some issues uh, of interest this week in Texas. Uh, I wanted to talk about the controversy regarding the border wall controversy created by the, the President Biden's decision to reverse himself on the border wall. I mean, even the president of Mexico got involved in that one. And then also, of course, the new session. This, uh, the legislative session. But we got to begin with what's happening in Israel and the fight over there, which has a, a really a, a significant impact here on our border. Because, you know, when you live in a world where you have what we just witnessed in Israel with some of the most barbaric behavior, cutting heads off babies, I mean, just barbaric behavior. It's beyond description. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even watch the videos that they had. I mean, it was so so appalling. But when you have people like that, it's not an exaggeration to say that they might want to sneak into your border, particularly if your border is not protected. And so I think that becomes all of a sudden a, a major issue here in Texas. And uh, you were down on the border recently. I know you keep up with all of this. What are the border patrol agents saying about the people who they're coming over, George? Well, let me tell you, let me give you the statistics. Now, these are the statistics of the people that have been caught, where they are from, uh, at least the ones that have been telling the, the uh, Border Patrol lately where they are from. We have from Turkey, 15.5 thousand, 15,000, 15 and a half thousand. Hey, 15,000 people from Turkey? Turkey. Wow. Mauritania, 12,600. Uh, Uzbekistan, 6,300. Uh, Afghanistan, 3,100. Egypt, 1,600. Pakistan, 659. Iran, 538. Syria, 164. And Lebanon uh, and Jordan, uh, over, over 300. Now, that's those are the ones that have been captured those are the ones that have uh, been caught because these folks and these the, these are apprehensions. That means that these folks didn't come across and introduce themselves uh, and, and request asylums. They were caught uh, in smuggling or walking across or whatever. Uh, 
And uh, I mean, these figures are very disturbing, Silvio, very, very disturbing. They are. Particularly since they are coming from uh, what they call uh, uh, special interest countries, because these are countries that have uh, problems with uh, with uh, uh, terrorists and open openly uh, have uh, threatened the United States as well as Israel, of course, but threatened the United States. So this is these figures are very disturbing. They are, and all of those countries, like you say, have a history of terror. Now the question. You know, do we know anything about the demographics of these? Because the pictures I see is a lot of uh, young men. Uh, so I don't know but if again, you have any. Those, those pictures, though, those pictures are, are of the people that are coming across and uh, and introducing themselves to the to the Border Patrol right. and, and asking for uh, asylum. Uh, for asylum. Uh, pictures of apprehensions are, are usually uh, uh, lesser. Uh, ones they are usually uh, ones that uh, the sheriff's departments will re will will release. So um, you know it, it is uh, it it it's it's a two prong uh, problem that we've got. First of all, all these young men from Venezuela mostly that have been introducing themselves uh, and declaring asylum. Uh, I mean, very very young men. We don't know exactly uh, what their intention are. The ones that. Uh, that I have uh, personally uh, interviewed uh, are uh, folks who who have very little uh, education. They're going. They want to work as as bus boys. They want to work in the restaurant industry. They want to work in the construction industry. I mean, it's uh, it, it it you wonder what they're going to actually do. And then you've got these figures that are very very disturbing. Well, the question I have, George, is, and again, I I have seen these pictures on tv how do these people get i mean how do you get from turkey to yeah. the u.s mexico border if if you took a flight it would be an awfully expensive flight i mean you would have to go from i guess uh ankara isn't that the capital of, of turkey i think mm -hmm. you probably have to go to europe and then from europe to the united states or to mexico uh, i mean so Obviously, these people are getting to the border. There's a pipeline. There's a pipeline. Yes. What we yes. know of, what we definitely know of, like in uh, in uh, Pakistan uh, and in India, the cartels have set up uh, a uh, well a travel service uh, that uh, that takes them uh, from uh, those countries through the Philippines uh, and into uh, in, into uh, Mexico. And then from Mexico on up into uh, uh, into the border, so we do know of that. As far as the um, European uh, the the European trips uh, or or uh, trails, the um, we know get up. Uh, they used to get up through the through Ukraine, and then across into uh, either Hungary or Poland. But Poland and Hungary have closed borders. Very, very tightly. Uh, I had a gentleman on my show the other day who was speaking about the European experience, and mostly what is happening now is that they are tra traveling uh, from uh, uh, Turkey uh, and uh, other places, and they are getting to Gibraltar and then across into uh, Spain. Spain has a very, very open border, uh, continues to allow folks, and then from there, it's uh, it's onto Portugal. And then Portugal has a pipeline, just like uh, 
Costa Rica and, and Panama, where they don't want to keep them. They just put them on a plane and send them on to Mexico. Okay, so these people arrive in Mexico. Uh, I, you know, doesn't the government of Mexico know that there's? Oh, yeah, 50, I mean, to. you have to. I mean, how, how do you? How do you? I mean, how do you not know that fifteen thousand people from Turkey are going through your country? I mean, yeah. look, I remember, and and you know this because you follow the, the you follow the topic for you follow it for quite some time. You remember stories of of the Mexican federal police targeting Central Americans Correct. at bus stations. Remember that? Yep. And they would literally go up to somebody at a bus station and they can tell right away if you're not from Mexico just by the, the accent. They, you know, they, you can tell if you're not Mexican or if you're from El Salvador or Guatemala. They, I mean, they know that just by the accent, you know, when they talk to you in Spanish. And they were targeting these people and they would pick them up and send them back. So right. it's hard for me to believe that, well, not hard to believe, it's obviously happening, but it's hard for me to believe that the Mexican government doesn't know exactly. that thousands of these people are walking through their country with a destination to the border. I, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, but if Mexico doesn't know this, they're not doing a very good job of running their country, George. Right. And most of them are arriving in the western states of Mexico and coming up through through Arizona and through California. And uh, this is, um, you know, this is a situation where uh, it is uh, the impact uh, is 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 going to be felt sooner or later. I mean, you cannot have this many people arriving and uh, not feel that, let's say, one percent maybe two percent yeah are here not for a good reason right i mean what is what would be ten percent of fifteen thousand would be fifteen hundred right so one percent would be 150 100 150 terrorists can do a lot of harm a lot of harm a lot of harm that's more people than did 9 11. exactly i mean you just you just look at all of this and and you have to begin to wonder you know what are they thinking in the white house this is no longer yeah, exactly. This is, this one is no of the longer, things, yeah, you know, what one of the very, very disturbing things is that the Border Patrol is processing people so fast now because of so many that they don't even ask them. They're not even checking their, the correct uh, IDs uh, because the IDs are being discarded at the at the water's edge on the Mexican side. Uh, and so when they get here, all you know, they give a name, they give a, an address where they're going, they give a a, a community where they're going, a city where they're going. And there is no way, no no verification. Right. Uh, this past week, this last past week, uh, a uh, police officer friend of mine here was involved in the arrest of a Honduran national who had entered the country three times uh, and who was wanted for child molesting, for child rape, and for murder. And for murder. And, I guess, uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, they didn't have... They didn't have anything on on him until they arrested him for uh, spousal abuse, and then all of a sudden his fingerprints checked, and all these things appeared. And this individual had been here, you know, for a while. I mean, well, how many others are there out there? Yeah, something I I saw that you know, a couple of hours ago when I was waiting for President Biden, who kept us waiting for ninety minutes <laughs> to give that speech. Uh, well, he's, incredible, he's the president. I mean, yeah, but do you rem- do you ever remember Reagan being ninety minutes late? No, 
for Bush? Not at all. No. No. And George W. Bush? No. No. <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, do you remember when uh, you were probably in the White House when the when the Reagan White House, when the Korean airline was shot, remember that? Yes. Back in in September of 83, I think it was, yes. how quickly Reagan came out and acted and, and said what he wanted to say. And that, happened, mean, that happened. It was in the daytime over there, which means it was at nighttime for us. Right. And his reaction was extremely, I mean, he was woken up and That's told. Right. And um, first thing in the morning, boom. That was it. And and that was by comparison so much less than this. I mean, that obviously yes. it was 250 people who were killed and all of that. But but I mean, in comp the potential impact of that exactly. was so much different than this. Here we're talking about potentially a regional war. But uh, but it just amazes me. Uh, what I was going to say is that I, I just heard while I was waiting for the president to come on. What I heard was somebody from Border Patrol was saying that the challenge they, they're having is that somebody shows up and, like you say, gives you their name. But the country that they're coming from doesn't necessarily share with us exactly. uh, information. <laughs> so they, Syria, they can, Iran, Pakistan. Yeah, they can tell us, I mean, whoever it is at the border can tell us, well, you know, I'm just a, you know, I own a, uh, a little business in, I don't know, wherever. And there's no way to verify that because there's no way to verify it. The country that they're coming from will not cooperate with, with us on this, exactly. which makes me wonder why are we letting anybody into the country from a country that will not cooperate with us? That's exactly. another, exactly. another question. The other thing is, if and when we are going to send any of these people back, the countries are not going to take them. 90% we are here. Right. We, we, I mean, uh, and that, that's been a fact forever. Uh, because we never had this global problem that we've got now, mm -hmm. but uh, historically, ninety percent of the of the of the countries never would take back their uh, uh, their own people. Right. Sending them, I remember um, during the um, uh, uh, during the uh, oh gosh, uh, Burundi, Burundi, during the Burundi and um, uh, Ugandan uh, conflict. There were a lot of Ugandan people that were trying to, to get into the United States, and uh, they were sent to London. They were sent to England because Uganda wouldn't take them back. Right. And these are all people, the ones you, you, you read off, were countries where we believe there's a pretty good influence of some of the terrorist groups. Yeah, that's why they're called the special interest countries, yes. That's right. And here they are coming in. In huge, uh, in, in huge numbers. I mean, that's scary. If that if that doesn't scare somebody, then you you don't have a pulse. As well, say, you, know, you know, maybe maybe they're just coming to work. Well, that you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but some of them maybe are. Yeah, maybe some of them some may of very them well turn out. You know, show but up. All they need out. is just that one percent. Yeah, I mean, they may end up you know cleaning tables at a restaurant or something like that, which is. You know, which is, you know, again, we don't criticize people for working. At least I never do. If you want to work, that's great. Any work is good. But, it, you know, we're worried about that small number that, that isn't coming that to One work. or two percent that uh, we don't know about. <laughs> well, one or two percent can be can be very deadly, to, to say the least. But uh, what a what a mess this is. Now, another big story, and this was one of the stories that we were going to talk a lot about this week before the obviously the incident uh, with Hamas and Israel. One of the stories was this change of heart in the Biden administration saying they're going to finish the wall. 
<laughs> and I thought the, the explanation from President Biden was laughable. He said, well, I have no choice. You know, the Congress passed the law. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's laughable given the history of this administration. <laughs> yeah, because they always follow the law. Exactly. They always <laughs> they always do what Congress tells them to do, don't they? But uh, in this particular case, it, it became a real issue. And I thought it was interesting. I wrote a post about this saying it was interesting that the president of Mexico ridiculed President Biden by saying that it was a publicity stunt. And, you know, if he's supposed to be your friend and well, we think he is. And he's ridiculing President Biden, calling it a publicity stunt. But he had a reason for saying that, George. A delegation had apparently been down to see him. And the delegation said, no, it, it's not true. We're not building the wall. So, yes, yes. So what are they doing? Are they building or not building or playing politics? The delegation that included the congressman from San Antonio, um, one of the congressmen from San Antonio, uh, Joaquin Castro. He had just been down there uh, and um, they had been discussing the humanitarian issues at the border when all of a sudden they are blindsided while they are down there by the White House, by the Biden administration, uh, saying that they're going to build a wall. Um, you know, even within the party, it doesn't seem like they are talking to one another. And uh, so um, here in San Antonio, he uh, when he got back, he was hopping mad or he has been hopping mad since uh, last week and um, very, very critical of the uh, Biden administration along. AOC has also been carrying on as well uh, right. about it. So I'm not sure exactly uh, I was interviewed on Univision last Monday, a week ago uh, on Monday, or this Monday. Yeah, this past Monday. Uh, I was an interviewed, and I told them, I said, I have no idea what kind of a wall they're going to build. If they do build a wall, I have no idea what kind of wall it's going to be. It might be a wall of stick, you know, of hay. Uh, but uh, I am happy that they're going to build a wall. I support it. Uh, I just don't know what it what form it's going to take. And I really don't know if they really are sincere about it. Well, I'm sure they they were forced into it. Uh, maybe some reality, some political reality. They're catching well, a lot of people heat. in New York. That's people it. in New York and people in uh, Chicago, in Chicago and in D.C. are right. uh, you know they may lose some votes. How about that? Well, they're, they're, the the administration is has a an immigration problem with its own party right now. Yes, uh, I mean the mayor of New York. What's interesting, the mayor of New York went down to Mexico City and to Central yes. American countries, and he it wasn't really a very successful trip. Uh, he kept running into people who were saying, well, thanks for coming, but we're going to go anyway. And uh, so part of the problem is that if you're, if you're going to stop something like this, you have to be very clear about it. Exactly. And, and unless you're willing to say, we're going to close the border, it's really very hard, I think, to stop it. Uh, I just don't know how else to how else to say it. Well, let's go to our next topic, which is uh, the legislative session uh, that will be happening soon, I guess, here in Texas, maybe this week or next. And this, this was a session that was originally called by the governor to do school choice. And now he's added a few other things. And some of the things that he's added are more important now because of, of the border yeah. situation and the connection to so do you think he'll pass school choice? I have a feeling that he wouldn't have called a session if he didn't have the votes, George. Well, you know, I'll tell you what has happened. Uh, he, the, my observation here in, in, in South and Central Texas 
is uh, that I am seeing and I am hearing much more opposition to it in the rural areas to um, uh, school choice. I, uh, I had not heard this much uh, in the uh, previous uh, session. And uh, I've, I've been surprised at the number of conservatives, I mean, real conservatives, staunch conservatives, uh, red uh, Reagan people, uh, who are in opposition to the to the uh, to the vouchers? It has surprised me, which then leads me to believe I'm not sure. You know, I I was a 100% sure that vouchers would pass because they make complete sense to me. Uh, sitting here in the middle of San Antonio, in an urban area of a million and a and a half, but apparently to people sitting in a, in a county with you know a hundred thousand at the most, it doesn't make that much sense. And I don't know if it'll, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know if it's going to happen because uh, these folks are lining up with uh, staunch Democrats who are. Well, obviously, he's not going to get any Democrat votes. Yeah. So he's not going to get any Democrat union. Votes, means... the, the teachers, the teachers union is really, really adamant against it. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, you get maybe 10, 12 of these uh, of these. Uh, anti-school uh, choice rural Republicans and you line them up with all of the Democrats and you could defeat it. Well, you could. You could. No question about it. Um, I, I also think that they need to have, you know, what I think they need to do is that they need to have a plan that takes care of both sides. So if, yes. if you are in favor of vouchers as I am, uh, even though I don't have kids in school right now, but if I did, I, I would like to have vouchers. Um, you know, they can have that and then maybe have a plan that makes sure that some of these uh, rural schools get funded. Because right. I think that's what it's all about. I was watching a Democrat the other day on television talking about how we love our Friday night football. Well, we do. We do a lot. We love our Friday night football, high school football. But it doesn't have to end. I mean, if the yeah, nobody's you, taking that away, right? So if you can come up with a plan that has both vouchers, the issue is and, not the sports. The issue is the education, right? The 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 ability of Johnny to read. That's what we're talking about, right? And and, uh, and ironically, it, kind of some kind of uh, of middle ground. I mean, I support. I do. I support one hundred percent the vouchers because I think that there are some. There is one district in South in South San Antonio, in South Bear County. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to nuke it and start all over again. I mean, there is no way that you can tell me that you can put it back together. The board completely is a disaster. Uh, the teachers uh, demoralized. Uh, there is very very little uh, 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 what you call it uh, discipline among the students. Uh, you know. I would not want my child in in that school district. I would want him to him or her to to, to be in a uh, in a private setting where they where they're going to be educated. Because any student that wants to learn in that school district, I guarantee they're having a very very difficult time. Oh, I so agree. In that okay. aspect of it, yeah, we need to. But uh, you know, I hear these other these rural schools where you know you can't take this away from us. You can't, you're going to take this away from us. You're going to, and it's based on fear not um, reality, in my opinion. Right. Well, I, I think what maybe the governor has to do or the compromise would be everybody gets a voucher 
but you take it to whatever school you want. So mm -hmm. if you are, I don't know, a, a school in, in a rural area, uh, use that voucher to go to your public school, for example, and keep that the way it is. But I, I think the biggest enthusiasm or the most enthusiasm for, for vouchers it, here in Texas and everywhere else has always been with suburban parents, yes. uh, the parents in the suburbs, where it is, in all fairness, they have a little bit more choice of schools. Uh, you know, in, in many of these rural areas, there's one school, and that's the public school. You don't have, you know, Catholic schools and like you do, for example, in, in the Dallas area. That's the fear. That's the fear that they're going to lose. Yeah. They, I mean, Those. they fear that they're, they're going to lose options, I guess. And somehow it has to be explained to them that you can keep whatever you have. If you want to maintain your public school, keep it. But but I think what you said about results is very important because what we're seeing more and more and more, whether it's Houston or whether it's districts across the country, I mean, there are school districts in Baltimore, oh, yes. Maryland, yeah. where like in a, a, a number of kids graduating who cannot do math. Math. They can't do basic math. Yes. Basic. Eighth grade math they cannot do, but they're graduating. How is that helpful? Uh, it's not. It's, it's not. not. So, you know, we're graduating a bunch of kids who are not ready for the world. I mean, forget, I mean, going to college, just getting a job and working as a cashier. Yeah. They're not even ready to do that because they can't, uh, uh, I mean, I guess they had, I'm not, look, if you're, if you have that much trouble with math, doing basic math, you, you're going to have a hard time doing a cashier's job or even the most basic uh, of jobs. I mean, that's why. You know, that's why we, we that's why a high school degree is so important, because a high school degree will prepare you to do a basic job. You don't have to go to college, but you can get a decent job out of high school. So, well, we'll keep an eye on, on this session. Now, the session is also going to have a little bit more with the border uh, about the National Guard and and all of that going down. So that's another I'm sure that'll get a lot of publicity as well. I'm going to bet just a small bet. Uh, I'll bet you a cup of coffee the next time you're up here that uh, the governor will get his school choice. I, I think he's in what form. I'm not sure, but I, I tend to agree. Yeah, some form of school choice. They'll they'll call it whatever they want to call it. But I think for the for the for the suburban parents who voted for him on this issue, I think he he feels indebted to them, and and I certainly I would support it because uh, I think public education has really gone down. And that's a shame because there's some really good teachers, teachers that my sons have had over the years, excellent teachers that taught them. And I, I mean, I feel sorry for the ones in there now. I mean, the, it seems like these districts... The problem seems to be the administration of these school districts. Well, that's, that's correct. That's correct. And that's one of the beauties of school choice, that you're blowing up these administrations. You know, because they're no longer going to be able to. They're the ones to, that are screaming the loudest. I think so. I think so. Look at Houston. Who was screaming yeah. the most about protecting jobs? It wasn't the teachers. It was the administrators uh, in Houston. Well, George, uh, any uh, any thoughts on, on the speaker? I was disappointed, not because I'm in love with McCarthy, but I was disappointed with the way they did it. I thought it, it, it was too chaotic, the way they did yeah, it. Yeah, and the chaos right now, unfortunately... Uh, it, it's really poor timing with the 
with what is going on in, in at the border and what is right. going on at uh, in in the Middle East. Um, right. it, it's really really poor. They need to uh, hurry up and and elect someone. I think that um, when the dust settles, it will be Jim Jordan. Uh, however, who knows? At this point, uh, who knows? They need to get they need to get somebody quick. Right. They need to get it done by Wednesday. I, and I understand the vote will Wednesday's be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, by tomorrow. That's what I understand the vote is. And hopefully. Uh, but they also have to change the rules. This idea that eight Republicans can bring down a speaker with the help oh. of Democrats. That doesn't make any sense. It has to be a majority of Republicans. Exactly. Not five or eight. I mean, that's silly. That is how you create this kind of chaos. Well, George, have a great week and uh, good luck to the Astros. Good luck to yes. the Rangers. And maybe the next time we chat, the Astros and the Rangers will be playing for the American League Championship. I hope yeah, so. That would be great. That, that would, would be great. Fun. That will give us something else to talk about now that the Cowboys have decided. Let's not talk about that. No, let's 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 punt on that one. I was <laughs> I was even I was even going to wear my Cowboys outfit, you know, my little jacket, Cowboys jacket, but I figured I'll 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 pass on that this week. That was such a bad game. What a horrible game. Sunday I really do believe game. they shot themselves in the foot. It wasn't so, so much. I mean, San Francisco definitely has a great team. Oh, sure. But I think that they could have played a whole lot better, and they didn't. No, they didn't. They were it horrible. was a team effort. You can't blame them just on one guy. It was a team effort where they screwed up. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't play well. That's, uh, that's exactly sure. And Mr. Jerry Jones is not very happy about it. Oh, my gosh. If I we're can... Good. If I can tell you that, uh, not that I have any inside information, but just listening to sports talk radio, <laughs> Mr. Well, Jones is not, yeah, Mr. Jones is not a happy man after a performance like that. You know, his team on Sunday night TV, and they play like that. Uh, that doesn't go down well with Mr. Jones. He he doesn't like losing like that, especially on national TV. Yeah, on a, on a Sunday night, George, have a great week, and we'll Thank do you. it again you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Our good friend, uh, George Rodriguez from South Texas, uh, just touching up on a few on a few issues. Uh, the border situation is very bad right now. And when you have this crisis in, in the Middle East, uh, Hamas and all these groups threatening to have more attacks, you simply cannot. You simply cannot uh, run the chance that some of these groups could infiltrate the United States through the border. So something the level of alert at the border has to go up significantly. Uh, we just have to. This is not a partisan issue, not even an immigration issue. It's a question of national security, and we got to take care of that. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Go Rangers, go Astros, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.